0: and we are live welcome back everyone to bound by the scene again we're doing something a little bit different because spirit binder is actually uh preoccupado with school at the moment so he'll be taking care of that and we're going to start another episode of beyond your scene this is where uh, either me or spirit and me being tentacle bound will interview somebody whether from the local community or from the community at large and kind of see what it is about them that kept them kinky because in these trying times, being kinky is a little bit more taxing than anything else. So uh, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself?
1: So I am Nimraj Jager. Uh, most people call me Jager. Um, I am Primal. Uh, I have a little bit of daddy dome. I am a, uh, a sergeant at arms for my local Primal uh, community and slash Primal playspace uh i am also polyamorous and i am the group leader for prepare uh which just had its second birthday actually
0: Ooh, congratulations happy birthday to that
1: yeah. indeed indeed uh we have five admin uh, about 220 members so it's doing all right but it's a polyprocessing group so it helps people uh so usually in kink communities, you have like a poly one-on-one group that shows them like what poly is and ask them if they are kinky, maybe does a couple of one-on-one classes. Uh, I call mine pretty much uh, uh, poly 201, which is basically like, hey, now you're now you're poly, but now you're running into a few snags. What do we do about that? And just kind of going through, uh, we're, we're currently going through more than two by Franklin Beaux, uh, which I understand some uh, Franklin Bow's. He's he's been under the radar for a little while, but uh, we plan on going into other books and uh, different poly books and trying to figure out, you know, try to break down poly and break down all sorts of things to to help people process through whatever they're going through.
0: Oh, sounds like a very interesting and astute group. And I do like the fact that you are a little bit more well-rounded as far as relationship dynamics are concerned as well as primal and all that other stuff so this will be an interesting conversation because as you as most of our listeners know i am the sadistic rope asshole that's me that's just who i am and there's a lot of other nuances that i tend to skip over because uh, i am not the expert on any of these subjects i just i have my information and i share it with whoever so a few housekeeping things for the podcast um we are now live on all platforms. So, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, as well as Pornhub and YouTube, by all means. Follow, like, subscribe, and all that fun stuff. Thank you. Thank you. That was a taxing thing to do. Did not realize I had to throw money to even get to that. And it's just a host. It's just to host the information. So, it's like, well, all right. I mean, yeah. this is a thing. So.
1: I understand. I, I, I've uh, I've started to put prepare on multiple platforms. And just, like, even just the spoons to do that. Like, congratulations.
0: Yeah, and I do all the editing myself. Um, me and... Uh, yeah, I do all the editing. I have all the software. I'm even having to build myself a brand new computer because my, my current computer cannot bloody handle it. It's, it's hilarious. Um, so now to actually start the actual episode, because anybody that's listened to the podcast knows that... It, that's the start of the episode (laughs) yeah it's it's a weird thing so uh first yep it you we have to keep with consistency if there's no such thing as consistency uh, we we are just heathens (laughs) oh no no. what will (laughs) we ever do uh anyway so uh first things first what brought you into kink was it a book a show possibly something organic i know um my my interview with rope baby um we both came to the conclusion that my kink upbringing was a little bit too organic so what are you how how were you brought in
1: so so let's let's not uh let's not completely bypass like all the kink in disney and everything else like that we were all you know all the media kink like like Jasmine under Jafar and all that kind of thing. Let's, let's not forget about that. But, uh, <laughs> but actually, for, right. But, but for mine, so like I said, I am primal. Uh, and it's it, it's kind of been a thing that I've I've always felt within me and didn't have the vocabulary for. Uh, and it was a little scary at times not understanding what was going on. Uh, and then, like I said, I've always had a, a little bit of uh, daddy tendencies. And then my, uh, an ex actually had told me about FetLife. And of course, once you get introduced to FetLife, there's kind of a natural progression uh, if you keep going with it to get active in your community and then, you know, do all the things. Uh, and then uh, I, at one point I had like an online sub and then I kind of had uh, an OkCupid sub and it all just kind of snowballed into, into that or into where I'm at now.
0: Wow, that that's actually that's probably the 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 carte blanche uh, way of getting in because that because that sounds nothing like how how some people envi- envision what kink is like. Oh, one day, just one day, the stars aligned, the moon was full, and it turned blood red, and all of a sudden, I was chasing chasing some broads down or some dudes down, swinging dicks and everything. And it turned it into sounds this like a great scene to me it, I mean it, it does sound like a great scene we're not going to deny that but <laughs> usually we, we there's there's this uh, and I think we I discussed this in the last episode that we just did called uh, Trauma and Kink how there's this preconceived notion that all of us are just these broken individuals when we get involved in kink and then we're looking for some semblance of structure that's an, that's a terrible stereotype but it is
1: um and, the, and that's Sorry, that's that's one thing I got. I was really glad about uh, when they were doing Fifty Shades is they got real close to that uh, and then carefully explained that stereotype away, like in the very end of it, which I was extremely happy about. Like of of all the things that Fifty got wrong, it did that one thing.
0: they they got the end right they 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 they, they missed everything up until the end that that's fair because um me and me and a buddy of mine we end up joking because the secretary is one of the biggest videos that i personally saw um after reading like anything from the marquis de Sade and the secretary is like you had this well-to-do brought up girl that got involved in a ds dynamic with her boss and it's like this. This girl had nothing wrong with her. She was not traumatically abused or anything of the sort. And she just like one day something clicked, and it's like, oh, this these are the things. This is now the bed that I'm going to lay in, and it just happens to be filled. Yep, this, this definitely rings yeah. a lot of bells. Um, well, I'm glad to see that it, it's. Hopefully, we can eventually, as hope as this grows as a community, that we kind of normalize the whole idea that not everybody is looking to get fixed in kink. We're we just. We needed to scratch the itch and scratch the urge that society typically doesn't let us do. Oh no. yeah,
1: and destigmatizing so much about kink is such a goal, uh, and and bringing forth the things uh, that are good about kink, the, the consent-driven, you know, consent-centric, uh, you know, style that we that we bring into life is just. It's, you know it's a thing to look up to it's amazing i I wish that I wish that the rest of the world had that uh but you know there's there's so much you know leather and and decorum in the way right now that's just and let's not forget like United States believes in angels all the time, so you know whatever
0: i mean i wish i wish that was that was not the case but i as as someone that's traveled into like other uh, other countries and experienced the scene in different countries the consent thing is still kind of a hard thing to get into because it wasn't until maybe 20 years ago that the that the, some of the japanese communities the riggers uh, stopped treating their women like just props um so that was a good that was a big advancement i do appreciate that um so i mean i just wish we as a community could do that again and progress yeah. forward, but yes, one step at a time. One step at a time. But we digress. <laughs> oh, but I dig. But we digress. <laughs> so, as somebody that's a, a probably a lot more involved than I have been in the most recent years, uh, what would you say is something that you enjoy about your local community? Or if you don't have something you like, what would you want to see changed? See, I can I, I can segue into good questions. <laughs> Hell. <laughs>
1: So, so I've I've noticed that a lot. So I've I started off in the Austin community and then moved to the community that I'm in now, uh, and most communities are super clickish, and that seems to be a widespread problem. However, uh, the I do appreciate the local our local play space being a or having. A primal play space and a primal uh, community or you know that because it's such a uh, quote unquote new you know kink or you know however however you'd like to describe that niche right uh, it's, it's such a new niche kink that uh, i'm I'm glad that our local community has a pretty hefty percentage like in, in this community or going to this place, the play space, one of the three you know, major play spaces in our local community, which is like, that is huge to me. Like where I come from in Austin, there was kind of a, there is some primal bit of play space. Uh, most of them are home, you know, house parties. Uh, and up there, there's a lot of rope and there's a lot of DS, you know, play spaces but primal just takes so much room and so much padding if you're trying to do it, you know, nice <laughs> trying to be nice about it.
0: Uh, uh, we we're, we're we're an explicit podcast. You can you can say just about anything.
1: No, no, I'm, I'm I'm saying if if you don't want to be super sadistic and throw people on the actual ground, like to have an indoor primal space requires a lot of play mats which are super expensive, you know, which which some play spaces just don't have the, you know, don't have funds to invest in such a new niche kink that requires such a large budget in that alone.
0: Yeah, that is, that is, yeah. That is very true.
1: So, right. So I'm, I'm very proud that, you know, our local community has, has a dedicated play space for my niche kink.
0: <laughs> that, is, that is a net positive And I will say that, yeah. uh, the, uh, the austin community it has turned off I think a lot more rope centric in the past few years from from what i remember um i know i know some areas in california do the same thing where it's it, it's a matter of happenstance like if you go to central california you're you're looking at maybe more house parties that are more ds centric ms centric um but if you go to san francisco you have probably one of the biggest booming rope communities next to new york or philadelphia so and
1: and and i don't know much of anything about the rope community i will say that uh like we have you know a couple here in local but like it's it's just you know
0: i don't know (laughs) it's not a problem that's cool and and that kind of ties into uh this one doesn't really tie into it but um To kind of get a little bit more of a feel for for you as an individual as someone who is ethically non-monogamous what are the ups and downs to your lifestyle
1: uh so i i fall under the ethically non-monogamous uh umbrella as polyamorous uh and the definite up to polyamory as a whole is the amount of extra people there are to support me to to share my joys, my struggles, any of all that, uh, just a village to raise, you know, a village to to support you, like actual, you know, loving community. I mean i i have I have a few people in my uh, quarantine, if you'd like to if you'd like to call it that, just a, a team of people with like minded uh, thoughts about about COVID and staying safe and you know making sure that we stay healthy. And that way, we can be a little more, uh, a little more open around each other. Uh, but you know, all these people, there you can, there's intimacy there. Intimacy there, not necessarily romance, but intimacy. We can be, you know, really close family with each other. Uh, which the kink community, I would love to say, has on a whole, but like in this one group, has even more. You know. Uh, and then and then downs uh, so to keep ethically non-monogamous ethical everybody has no like there's there's plenty of non-ethical non-monogamy just everybody in the vanilla world knows that it's cheating and everybody has a structure for cheating you may not like that structure but you know what it is so salute <laughs> So, Sorry about that. That's no, all right. So uh, to to keep it ethical, that requires a lot of uh, emotional groundwork and a lot of, uh, you know, I had to I had to do a lot of self work, like on the fly, to to make sure that my field was ready to grow something sustainable. Like as the easiest metaphor I could put, like. If you know if if you can't support you, you can't support anybody else kind of thought uh, but yeah, like if even they're running my group i've I've run into many people and and even looking on Facebook, you run into a lot of uh, a lot of low self-esteem and a lot of insecurity and that that just Ties into every single thing that you do, and if you can kind of boost that self-esteem and create those boundaries, then you would be surprised the the positive aspects that that filters out to in the rest of your life.
0: And that makes sense as somebody that um, I guess, as far as like I'm concerned, I'm monogamish, um, so I don't know where I fall in the ethical <laughs> non-monogamy thing. Um, you fall under the umbrella; it's fine. <laughs> fair, fair. Um, so a lot of the a lot of the the poly aspects they seem great. A lot of the monogamy seems great. At the same time, it's like that is a whole bag of tricks that I I, I learning uh learning any aspect of it when I read more than two a while back a while back um, understanding all of that was probably like the biggest mind fuck in the world. I was like, wait, I wait, oh, yeah. what? That oh, yeah. you mean the things that were beaten into me when I was growing up Catholic were not entirely accurate mm. that uh, that that's a whole thing so go uh, tying into the community and your on your ethical non-monogamy we meant you mentioned covid um how have how what are your opinions on on some places um i know one of the Ren festivals was still going on there were there's uh, there's a couple of places that had been opened during the entire pandemic thing what are your thoughts on that and with keeping you and your, your Metamorph safe?
1: Uh so I my, my foreign team and I are pretty pretty outspoken and not we we don't like to hold a lot back. I am probably the most uh I'm gonna say diplomatic of the bunch. And out of my mouth. It, I, While I understand that bills have to be paid because that is a thing, uh, it's almost disgraceful for large venues to say, well, I'm doing it legally, so it's fine. And just having parties where I mean it's not like we touch each other you know here in the kink community yeah. <laughs> so it's <laughs> spreading
0: no touchy no touchy
1: so like I, 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 saw, I saw a meme recently that was like avoid it like the plague except for no really avoid it that seems so relevant to, to a lot of the a lot of the, the things that are going on in my local community and there are other communities who are being a lot more locked down with it, but it, it seems the local community there's I don't know. I, I'm irritated a lot with it. I really am.
0: That's fair. I mean I I can't even I can't even sit here and, and try to, to be copacetic or um what, what's there's a there's a word for it. Um Nice about it. Um, yeah. Considering that, like, I have I have people that are in my current household that if they get sick, it, it's not going to be a good time. Um Same. And the 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 thought of, and I'm going to put this probably as like like as most fuckboy as I possibly could. In order for me to get my nut, I have to risk the lives of others. Yeah, no, no, thank you. At, that 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 doesn't that doesn't sound appealing. Like exactly. It, it, <laughs> Anywho,
1: <laughs> and, and I will say, like, I I am antsy and anxious, like, real bad. I am an I am an introvert, wanting to go out and like, whew, fuck shit up. But and and it's gonna be amazing when we find all of these veteran veteran Kingsters like going back out in the community and hitting that frenzy again. It's gonna be it's gonna be a delight watching that. <laughs>
0: it's going it's going to turn into one giant collegio or a fuck fest and it's going to be great and we're going to have a great time once all this shit clears.
1: Yes it will and I'm bringing the damn spinach chip, But
0: <laughs> I will bring fajitas. Uh, that's what I'm bringing.
1: Um but uh but yeah like it's 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 frustrating uh and even I had to be reminded very recently that like no no we can't do that like there is bigger things at stake you know than than just like personal instant gratification like just uh, it's just very irritating and of course the state of the US being so blase about it just irritates you just that little extra bit
0: yep way to way to kick a man while he's down (laughs) but we yep all right so, next question. Uh, so, you mentioned that you were considered a daddy Dom, even though I'm gonna, I surprisingly said that without cringing because that D A D D Y word just doesn't sit well with me. How, yep. Yeah. <laughs> How do you view yourself as far as top switch Dom? Are there things that people try to label you on based on your appearance?
1: Okay, so, so when I go out and I'm in my element, Everybody knows me as the six-foot-six guy in a black kilt. And six-six, everybody points me out and goes, that's that guy. Uh, So, and I usually keep a couple of implements on my kilt anywhere I go. Uh, Usually that puts me in the, I'm a dom. Like, he's a dom. Which, that's fine. Uh, I... I personally have like some some memory issues that uh micromanaging somebody for a long term time is not in my best interest. it goes into a power vacuum it's it's a big long thing uh so I am technically a top uh but um here uh I I'm bringing primal back into it so i no uh, my totem is a leopard so a predator uh and a, and a cat at that so like i am actually more or less a primal switch or just primal like you see a cat a cat when it's hungry it goes off and it goes to catch something hunt something whatever and then it goes down and it lays there and you can pet it it's most you know, it's fine sometimes, but it—it's an animal. It does what an animal does. Like, it doesn't ask to be labeled. So, eh, kind of primal switch. That's that's about where I'm at.
0: Entirely fair. I I get looked at, and I'm just like, oh my god, that dude looks like he would probably kill me. You're probably right. If you In consent, if yep. you consent, yes. Consent, yes. Just consent. Just that's all I need. <laughs>
1: Give me, give me, give me consent. Uh, you know, I'll throw, throw, it around the, uh, throw it
0: around the. quarantine. Yeah, uh, well, everything can be up for negotiation. Death is a soft limit for me.
1: <laughs> Such a soft limit, yeah. <laughs> I am a millennial living in a Gen Z generation. During, COVID, death is a soft fucking limit.
0: Yep. That, if that is not, a, if that is not the mood for 2020, I do not know what is. For real. So, considering that we've discussed. Um, uh, we've discussed community and all that. Are you public or private when it's your kink slash poly lifestyle? If so, has it hindered you in any way?
1: Okay, uh, so I am out to everybody except for literally just my boss, my the owner of my company slash boss. Uh, just for that little bit of plausible deniability, like all of my coworkers know. Pretty much everything, like getting in primal, is a little touch and go. Uh, so I, I just, you know, kind of leave it, that basically DS. Uh, and then, you know, when when a couple of songs come on, I'm like, yeah, I could, I could play hide and seek to that song, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. We could do that. Uh, but, but yeah, that's pretty much it. Am I hindered in any way? No, I mean, I, so I'm in construction, so any. Polly is regarded as oh he gets to you know he gets to play with multiple people and any kink is like okay he's a little weird but you know that's that's whatever that's just him it's 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 good old boy syndrome kind of thing so like that's that's all just points in their book
0: that's fair i remember um when when my uh my coworkers found they—they they found out rather interestingly because there was like, oh, we we had just gotten zip ties and everything. I was like, oh, cool, I can use these when I take these home. The older cat was like, mm-hmm, and what are you going to use them for? And I look back and I was like, what the hell are you talking about? He's like, mm, what are you going to do? Manage your cables with that? I highly doubt that. I highly doubt you're going to manage cables. with that. I was like, what? I. Why do I feel called that right now? He's like, look at you. It says choke you on your hand.
1: I mean,
0: or choke yourself.
1: (laughs) So, so I, uh, of course we have the rule in the cake community. That's don't, uh, don't scare the vanillas, right? Yeah. Well, my personal caveat to that is I don't scare vanillas unless they ask the questions, And if they ask the question, I'm going, I'm not going to lie. Yeah. So if you, if you ask me a question, you better want the answer. And the full answer, <laughs> and like, I'm a rambler at times, so, like, everything around that answer as well, so.
0: Yeah, I tend to not, I tend to not pull punches. When you ask a question, I'm going to answer it. I, yeah. I, was, I was brought up to answer the question. Be as truthful as you wow. possibly can. Probably gets me in a lot of trouble. That explains my past. <laughs> if,
1: I didn't, if I didn't respect a person, I wouldn't spend the time of day answering a question.
0: Entirely fair. So- Let's see here. Is there anything you'd have liked to know in the beginning of your kink journey? Something that you've taught people since learning it?
1: Uh, this could really go one of two ways, but I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just go with the kink side as opposed to the poly side. Um, but really, it, it kind of goes for both. Um, the only tip that I can really give is to try to remember that all kinksters... Are people first, and sustainability in this community is not a short game with quick gratification. It's long, slow, and tedious, but it's worth it. And what I mean by that is that, like, if you get if if fuckboys walk into the community, they are quickly found and quickly kicked the fuck out because they just like if you're trying to get you know if you see say let's go heteronormative here if you see a poly chick or a kink chick and you're some vanilla fuck boy you're thinking oh if she likes to be spanked you must like to you know must like to fuck and she's going to give it up more often and all the veteran kinksters are like uh-huh Uh, it was nice knowing you and all that but uh, you won't be here no more. you'll get kicked out
0: or or the worst case scenario they'll end up fighting somebody that's very 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 green behind the ears and yeah. end up ruining their kink experience for the foreseeable future right which is okay. it it is and and there's this really really weird thing that i think uh, me and spirit discussed in one of the earlier episodes um i think the first episode actually um uh Attraction, attractive privilege, um, where a pretty, yeah. face can, a pretty face can walk in and do so much damage. So much oh, damage. Yeah. And it could be to an unsuspecting new person, a veteran. You just never know, because yep. all you saw was a pretty face. And oh, yeah. not, not yeah, to discriminate.
1: No, no, it's all right. The, the amount of toxicity that, that, uh, that an attractive person can get away with and ruin experience, you know, ruin, you know, good, wholesome experiences for the rest of, you know, those who are, you know, actually trying to get somewhere is just, it's...
0: It, yeah, yep, it's impressive. Uh, let see, attractive privilege is one of the things, and then, <clears throat> sorry about that, uh, skill privilege, like in the, because there's usually a skill gap between people that are... Masters, professionals, just the people you would go to as far as like to learn yeah. and understand from. And sometimes people just get good enough yeah. to mask everything else. And anywho, I will I will not go into that because I can go into a tangent, a really long tangent about that. One.
1: And and let's not forget like newbies going into their first thing, and the first the first thing that all newbies say is, I've been kinky for a long time, and I'm just getting into the just getting into the community i know how to do all these things and everybody else is sitting there going i would really like to vet, like get you vetted first
0: yeah um that actually that actually sounds almost exactly how i got into the scene because i came in i came in from a body modification um lifestyle so i knew i knew how to i knew how to do uh scarification so play piercing and all that jazz so, right. I had not been in the public scene whatsoever, and I'm there talking a whole bunch of shit. Yeah. <laughs> well, not so much shit, but, like, talking a whole bunch of stuff, and everyone's like, yeah, we're gonna keep an eye on you for the next <laughs> two to three months and see how that goes. Yep. And but the- I'm glad I stuck I mean, with
1: it. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, the cool part, like, if you, if you actually do have that experience, and I love to see people coming in with experience of things, and they start talking to you know to the to the the people who actually know their shit and you're you start talking shop with them that you know that that veteran you know vetted kingster and you know can can double check that double check that's that that status you know that, that can be your first vet right there
0: yeah and, and a good one at that it can. Um, the, the, the dungeon that used to be open that I had gotten and walked into and got my feet wet in the local community. Yeah, that, that one did take a while. It did take a while to get to get pushed through all that. Thankfully, I could back it up. And that's the biggest important part, is if you can yeah, back it up. For sure. So, next uh, question here is, when did you find out you were ethically non-monogamous? Was it a sudden change in perspective or just found the vocabulary that helped foster that lifestyle?
1: Uh, so, in my definition of poly, which is the belief that you can love romantically love more than one person, and that other people can too, has always been in you know always been in the back of my head. So, with with that definition, I I say that I have always been poly. Now. Uh, any, any sudden, actual sudden change was when I found uh, partners that I felt were more long-term compatible and I wanted to keep them as long as possible uh, and then wanting to, to research and find resources to, you know, to continue researching what I needed, like, to work on myself or to work on, like, my my whole poly, polyam outlook to make sure that I was doing things ethically because there's you know there's there's toxic poly like there's I'll I'll say this there are many good ways to do poly there are a few ways that are unethical and non-sustainable which I would call bad. So, as long and and so to to make the, make myself more ethical and to keep these partners in my life longer, I was I just started consuming books upon books upon books, I, probably in the neighborhood of twelve poly books, which in the current in the current market of poly books is.
0: I would say most. <laughs> all up, so practically all of them, all the ones you can get your hands on.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah. Pretty much every. Like, there's there are many. Um, there are many side books that that talk about like the different aspects and uh of relationships. Just uh a, a simple dyad relationship. That of course there are many, you know, that that go with monogamy. But there is also toxic monogamy that's in that that you kind of have to read out. But
0: I think I think what is it? Serial monogamy is one of the biggest ones.
1: Uh, yeah, that's. Uh, I have, I have not read that one, but that is basically, you know, the basically the basic structure of it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, more than like more than two, and getting into podcasts and getting into. Uh, my first one was actually the one that everybody does: the uh, ethical slut.
0: Goes, of course see i read that one second <laughs> Did you? yeah i read that one second because um sexuality and me are a very complicated thing uh considering I that I? I i don't feel a damn thing like I, i've i never had the big o ever yeah. so that like sex and me just don't mix it's kind of like um uh blue cheese and anything i will i will fight everybody on that listening i, I will um I'm making a, a strict stance on a no blue cheese podcast here. And there go all my viewers. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: but but yeah, uh,
1: I, I saw Silent and of course I was I was drawn to the, to consume that one first. Most of my most of my polyam books I consume be audible. So well, I I would love to say read, but I say consume instead because like more than two is long. it's like on audible it's 15 hours read uh which is pretty decent it's it's my new bible as it were uh and lengthy just like the bible is so
0: yeah solid thing to uh uh, base your
1: morals on i will agree on (laughs) super solid super solid uh and i i need to i need to read the uh the the second Part of more than two because there is an actual continuation of it that I need to go ahead and read.
0: I will need to read that one as well. Hmm. Oh yeah, I did not know that. Hmm. I'm going to need to start branching out and consuming because I, I I can I can be fucked to read anymore. I, I'm even surprised I'm reading off of my phone at the moment as opposed to having what? Google just tell me everything. Without you hearing it, to ask the questions because Google now automates my life as it should. Um, As it should. Yeah. So now shifting from personal lifestyles and kinks, how active are you in your local scene before COVID or even during while virtual?
1: So before COVID, like I said, I was sergeant at arms at my at my local primal play space. Uh, I with my stance, I end up being pretty much like substitute DM everywhere. That's just how it is. And I, I actually relish in it. I, I love the, the community's um, trust in me to, to be able to do that. Like not just for my stature, but just knowing that I'm gonna be just about it. You know, I'm, I really appreciate that trust. Uh, and, and then of course I, I founded the group, so super active at that. And luckily, that group is uh, 99.9% uh, online. We, we did have a munch uh, literally right before COVID. It was like, I don't know, late January, early February. And the funny part is we actually had it at a place called the Winchester. So, you know, Shaun of the Dead. Yeah. You know, we were trying to let things blow over. At the Winchester, and they just got worse. Well, you know, whatever.
0: It 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 so exactly like the movie.
1: Yeah, truly. Uh, uh, and then I so I, I had a mentor, I got into leather, uh, but you know, then COVID. So so now there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, telekink. I it, it's it's really bittersweet because like I, I've gone to so much education during covid during telekink because you know there's there's just education every day of the week around you know around the united states that you can do for free over zoom that's amazing uh so like i i got to go to a niche primal camp over zoom like multiple days or like three-day weekend of nothing but primal talk like, I, it was amazing. And I loved that I was able to do that. But it would have been really cool if I could have, you know, actually been at the event.
0: Physically been there and experienced the, oh, oh yeah. the exchange. And, and, and I will say,
1: uh, I, House Anomaly in, in Arkansas put that thing on. And I, as, soon as, as soon as I have the, like, the funds and the, the lack of, you know, COVID, I would be there because that is amazing. They they put on a good vent.
0: Yeah, I think um, it wasn't. It was recently. I I was scrolling through Instagram and one of my favorite rope um, masters, uh, Hajime Kanoko, is doing a a a national Zoom class in Australia because obviously he's not been to the U.S. and everybody around the world has properly quarantined. So he's going to be in Australia. They, they know better, exactly. Um, face masks are um, not up for debate, which is why I miss living in Japan. <coughs> cough, cough. Um, anywho. And this is the first one I'm ever going to go to, and the best part about it is the fact that they're going to send everybody that purchased the tickets the video, which means I can sit here in front of my computer and watch it until my eyes are bleeding, but at the same time, I've learned from him in person and just to be there like a fly on the on the wall is significantly more inviting. But anywho, these are the times that we live in and I will cry in my pillow later tonight. <laughs> yeah. but,
1: and, and let's be serious, you will rewatch that until your eyes are bleeding.
0: Exactly. Because right. I am a masochist entirely too. So, since we've discussed um, national things, I mean, considering that the primal thing was in Arkansas, the one that I'm going to or going to be watching is coming out of Australia. Is there anything, whether local or even national, being done in kink that is problematic to you?
1: Personally, besides, you know, the, the COVID stuff that we've already talked about, besides that, we can get past that. No, actually. Um, I there's there's the the thing on Fed about not letting abusers be named. I I wish that was different. Uh, and and all the the kink censorship, like I'm not super crazy about that, but that currently doesn't necessarily affect me personally. Like it doesn't. I I I have. Really, I mean, probably been super lucky about that. And uh, it, I worry about life, the, the snowball effect of censorship on that, but it's not currently a thing that I personally have to worry about. So, I mean, the true answer to your question, no,
0: no. That's fair. Um, I think everybody's going to probably have a different under, uh, a different answer to that um, yeah. uh, for me personally the only thing that I see problematic is the, the constant gearing up of brand new rope people that don't know what they're doing and that will oh. take riskier and riskier actions to get that pretty photo or to, to to bag that really attractive girl or boy and there's also the the censorship of POC Riggers, which is an interesting one that I didn't realize was a big thing considering that I'm Hispanic. I, I didn't know that was a thing. Um, right. that's, yeah, wow. uh, yeah it, it's, it's an interesting point of, t- con- uh, point of conversation. I'll probably have to ask another P- uh, ask a, a bigger name, POC Rigger, because I am not big named at all. I'm just I, a voice.
1: I, I, have, I have an idea for that, which we may talk about after this. Fair enough.
0: Awesome, awesome person. Sound like a plan yes yeah all right and last question for today segueing into this part of the conversation as someone who is rather inclusive of others from what it seems how would you make things more accessible for others who are willing to learn among the sea of gatekeepers and yes i read your comment on youtube <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah um so so first the the biggest thing, like like you were saying earlier about, about you know the 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 moon has to be in the right phase and all this, uh, you know, people gatekeep themselves. I believe more than we will ever be able, more than more than they will ever be gatekept or gatekept uh, by the community. That's not saying the community doesn't gatekeep because it does a lot. Um, but I, I try to make sure, so, so my definition of kink is that if, if your sex is not, you know, for procreation and missionary only, then you are on a, you're on a gradation scale of kink, right? Okay. Even a even a blowjob blow is kinky because that's not for procreation, right? That is sex for for fun. Uh, so anything beyond that, and it goes away is I, I see a gradation of kink. And so on that on that scale, you know, a majority of the population is a gradation of kink. And a gradation of of poly, so so I I just try to in my personal space in my uh, in in my primal community that I you know that I that I serve in a leadership role of or my poly community that I serve in a leadership role of, I try to stay uh, as neutral as possible. You know, as long as somebody has at least a neutral reputation, that they can come in. If they have a less than neutral, uh, less than neutral reputation, then I'm not going to let them just hunt my hunt my group hunt my members that you know in my in my processing group are may, may be in crisis maybe in you know a place that they're just trying to learn they're they're not trying to get you know hit on or whatever you know they're they're just they're trying to be there for a reason. But I, I, want, I would love to teach everybody, because, like I said, the consent, the consent style, in in kink, is something that can be, well, you know, spread throughout, you know, the entire vanilla world, a, a consent centric, it would be great, so great, and if legal could catch up with that, that would also be great. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah, uh, and then, like. Destigmatizing all of it, like there, there are so many good things that are in poly relationships that can be brought to, brought to to try to root out the toxicity of of all other styles, and and I'm not saying like that poly is perfect. Not there's there are many you know many pros and cons of everything, but there are. There are some nuggets of, of wisdom in it, just like there's nuggets of wisdom in in kink, and trying to, trying to bring out the good while, you know, fixing the bad. I guess, uh, is is all I'm looking for. I, I'll try to teach everybody. I really will. The gatekeeping, it's just, say. People get kink enough. I'm I'm here to to let people in, really.
0: That's that's a um, that's a very interesting way of looking at that. Um, as somebody that, um, I guess I guess as somebody that tends to you view the the certain craft areas that that kink has, like you have you have. People that do Florentine whips, Florentine floggers. You have all the people that do fire cupping, blood play, um, some some even more um, harder things like edge play, cons- uh, consensual non-consent, um, and I'm gonna throw rigging in there because, well, I'm the ropey guy. <laughs> and there's there's a lot of it's a lot of skill based things, if
1: up, right? If you fuck it up, you can you can harm somebody real quick.
0: Yeah, and I think keeping that in the forefront of people's heads, not to scare anybody away because, I mean, that that's one of the biggest things like, oh, you're saying a lot of the negatives, like, no, not really. It's just that we are playing with each other's lives. Like there's yeah, there's, yeah. there's psychological trauma, emotional trauma, mm-hmm. and physical trauma are, are your biggest things. And just keeping that in the forefront of your head when you're yeah. learning and doing things, for me, is the biggest yeah. thing.
1: Yeah, exactly. I, what what I see from that fundamentally is a gradation of education. Like, I, I would pick up somebody off the street if they were interested and say, all right, if you're interested in this thing, I got a thousand classes that you could take right now. Let's go. And if they, if they go through this education, I don't see that technically as gatekeeping. I see that as them getting the knowledge that they need to be able to do things safely
0: entirely fair right that makes a whole lot of sense to me yeah as long as they learn it's
1: fine
0: yeah (laughs) as long as they retain the information in their brain
1: and use it use
0: it (laughs) yeah oh boy that's that's a big one please don't get complacent listeners don't get complacent just because you have the knowledge Exactly. When them hormones
1: start floor, start flying, like you're in that in that top top space or that, that bottom space, like you gotta remember that you gotta live with yourself tomorrow. <laughs> Whatever happens from this, you will be living through it tomorrow.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Remember yeah. that, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Remember that. And with that, that is the end of the interview. I do appreciate your time. Do you have anything you'd like to plug? Any pluggables where they can find some of your educational stuff on FetLife or anything of the sort?
1: So uh, well, as, as my, my Fet name is a little bit more difficult to, uh, to deal with, it is probably easiest to find me on my Facebook, the Facebook uh, iteration of my group as at poly relationship processing. Uh, if you would like to find me on Fet Life, I am Nimiraj Jager, N-I-M-I-R, R-A-J, A-G-E-R, No Spaces. Uh, and groups I lead prepare. Uh, and that, which is a uh, acronym for poly relationship processing. Uh, and we are Telegram, Discord, uh, Facebook, um, what else are we on I'm sure there's more I'm just missing it out
0: no worries I'll, I'll go ahead and grab all of the links from you and go ahead and throw them up on everything as always everybody thank you for listening don't forget to follow us on any platform you're choosing whether it's Apple Spotify Google Pornhub or YouTube and thanks again for listening Alvida Zane, Au revoir Janet. we'll catch you next time Peace.